Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. All right, it's Sunday. It's 31 December 2017. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And um, for those that are watching the Prophecy Update, I apologize. I've been really, really sick for the past three or four days. And um, other than doing a uh, funeral for a person that attends here yesterday, I've just been laying on the couch for about 36 hours. And uh, this morning I came in and Sergio was in here getting the camera system and everything ready and he was emailing me. And I said, Sergio, I don't think I'm going to uh, make it to the back room. And I'm glad I had a, a garbage can right here. So I, I practiced my Revelation 3, verse 16 routine. If you know what that is, if not, go look up Revelation 3, 16, and uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, after that, then um, Jim brought in on the way in, he got some, uh, what do you call it, Pepto-Bismol. So I think I might make it through the update and hopefully through the sermon as well. And having said that, we have the Feasts of the Lord sermons, and today we're going to do the Feast of First Fruits. If, if I make it through the Prophecy Update, then we'll try to do the uh, sermon. And if you don't see the sermon, it means that I didn't get it up and we just quit early. But we'll see how that goes. Having said that, I would appreciate nobody sending me any emails this week because I am in no mood to answer emails at all. Zero. I, I literally reading them and trying to think on things, it just hurts my brain. And uh, then one more thing is I have a holiday bandana from my friend Arlene up in Chattanooga. She just is always sending me these fun bandanas. And so uh, I want to thank her for that. And then I have somebody to highlight, as I do each week. This is Ian Fox. He's in Maidstone in Kent. It's uh, southeast London, about 40 miles southeast of London. He says, I've been married to my wife, Frances, for 38 years And we have both been Christians for 44 years. We attend a good evangelical Church of England church near Maidstone, which is surprising. Uh, Maidstone, Kent, where the uh, gospel is preached. But there is little interest in the Lord's soon coming or the nation of Israel today. We have two adult daughters, both married, and our elder daughter has given us two lovely grandchildren, Katie and Rufus. I am a European director for the Evangelical Bible College of Western Australia. So if anyone is interested in studying free with that college, please let me know. All done by website and emailed assignments. We are in a lovely part of England known as the Garden of England because of the fruit orchards around. And he said thanks to Charlie for his faithful teaching of God's word. And that includes all of you who are willing to put up with me each week. So, um... We want to send our love right off to uh, Ian Fox and his family over at Maidstone in Kent in the UK. And then I want to say something now that we've uh, we had an opening today, which could not be broadcast because we have a missionary attending um, who is in a country that is very sensitive and cannot be, you know, on, usually we'll have a missionary open us and we will publish their um, opening so people can watch that. And that is not the case with this individual. So if you want to uh, help a missionary that is here visiting, that is doing a wonderful job over in a country which is, uh, we'll just say classified, please send something in. That would be wonderful. I thank you so much. And uh, uh, just 
direct it, you know, send it to me and then I'll make sure that this person gets it. And that would be very, very wonderful. But uh, it's a real joy to have this individual here. And our first category, as always, is Israel from the Hill. Guatemala announces plan to move Israel embassy to Jerusalem. This happened earlier in the week, but I'm very glad to see it. They uh, have solidified this now as of it was this morning. I saw an article, but the president of Guatemala announced that the country plans to move its embassy in Israel to Jerusalem days after the U.N. overwhelmingly voted against President Trump's decision to recognize the contested city as the Israeli capital. He said, and this is why I wanted to read this to you, dear people of Guatemala, today I spoke with the prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. We discussed the excellent relations that we have had as nations since Guatemala supported the creation of the state of Israel. Morales wrote on his Facebook account, one of the most important topics was the return of the embassy of Guatemala to Jerusalem. I am therefore informing you that I have instructed the chancellor to initiate the process to do so. So this individual didn't just make a decision. He told the people publicly what he was doing. And I wanted to give my hats off to that gentleman. Then from uh, Ynet, Honduras and Paraguay expected to join embassy move to Jerusalem. Good news there. After Guatemalan president announced his decision to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, <laughs> Israeli officials, officials expect Honduras and Paraguay to follow suit as stream slowly gathers momentum. And uh, then from the Times of Israel, Israel says 10 more countries and talks about moving embassies to Jerusalem. So the dominoes are falling, and I'm very happy to see it. From Ynet, Norway announces it will stop funding organizations promoting boycott of Israel. Now, this is Norway, which is really surprising. As of 2018, it would stop supporting the funding of organizations promoting a boycott of Israel, stated that it believes in dialogue and cooperation to create mutual trust as part of the solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The foreign minister in Denmark announced tougher conditions for receiving assistance from the state to ensure that the funds would not be transferred to promote boycotts of Israel. Good stuff there. I would never have thought that that would come from them, but they've done that. Uh, Then um, from Aretz Shiva, a little bit longer, but an interesting article. Towards a cashless society, this is Israel, government to limit cash transactions. Based on the findings of a report by the committee to examine reducing the use of cash in Israel's economy, the finance minister is pushing to pass legislation which would cap the amount of cash private parties may use in monetary transactions of any sort. Transactions between a business and an individual would be limited to no more than 5,000 shekels, while transactions between two private individuals would be capped at 25,000 shekels. Based on Israeli tax authority estimates, about one-fifth of the economic activity in Israel is unreported. That is the shadow economy. The implication of the shadow economy in Israel is loss of revenues for taxes of about 40 to 50 billion per year an amount equal to nearly the entire shekel budget of Israel's Minister of Defense, Minister of Health, or Minister of Education. With this amount, the VAT rate 
could be dramatically reduced. Does anybody know what a VAT is, a value-added tax? They add it on to everything you buy so they make revenue. Does anybody here think that the VAT will go down when they get the money from? No, it will not. It never happens. Governments are notorious for getting your money and then keeping it. So they better not believe that for a second. Um, But anyway, they say it'll be dramatically reduced, thus reducing the cost of living, or alternatively, the rate of tax on labor income, which could be reduced. Knesset uh, Finance Committee Chairman Gaffney agreed to advance the proposal, which would be implemented in two stages. The proposal is part of a larger move towards a cashless society. In a digital age, cash will have no significance. It is when they have no significance in a cashless in a society, if there's no cash, the government can control every single aspect of your life. This is coming. If it's coming in Israel, it's coming everywhere, and it's going to come very quickly. So we just want to keep our uh, minds geared towards this. Um, it is appropriate that in this issue as well, the state of Israel lead the process and enter the new age in a prepared and innovative manner. Cash payments above the stipulated amount will be a criminal offense and will lead to sanctions. The report acknowledges that the proposal would impose some hardships on the 300,000 Israelis who have no bank account, many of whom are barred from opening most bank accounts, including those who have declared bankruptcy. So there you go. It's going to harm some people. They don't care because if they can get cashless in there, every single transaction will be taxed going in and going out. Just to do the conversion, that's $7,000 for an individual. That's right, and I meant to include that seven thousand for an individual, fourteen thousand for a group. And I forgot to include that, but that is correct. It's not a very high amount of money. From Jerusalem Online, Shin Bet foiled four hundred major terrorist attacks in twenty seventeen. The director says Shin Bet SB is the same thing as our CIA. They foiled four hundred attacks. And that means not the ones that were successful. That's the ones that they foiled completely. It included 13 attempted homicide bombing attacks and eight attempted kidnappings. So Israeli terror attacks against any other nation, zero, zero. All right, from Jerusalem Post, new Western Wall train station will be named after. Anybody hear this one? Yes, President Donald Trump. So um, he's, they are very, very happy with our president right now. They're going to name the Western Wall train station after him. But something that did not make the news, I had to search this out, is that they will have a transgender bathroom in the back of it, which is named after our previous president. So <laughs> from the Times of Israel, UNESCO chief receives Israel's withdrawal notice. This is UNESCO. Israel is out. I regret this deeply, says the uh, Honcho of UNESCO, they don't regret this. The only thing they regret is that they can't abuse Israel anymore. Israel has formally notified UNESCO of its withdrawal from the organization. Two months after it announced it would follow the U.S. by walking out over resolutions critical of the Jewish state. We set the precedent. We walked out of there. We're not going to take that. We're not going to fund those numbskulls. Israel is right on on our heels. So um, from Christian News Today, Mail Online, Archbishop of Canterbury takes aim at Donald Trump in Christmas message denouncing populist leaders who deceive their own people. Does anybody here feel deceived by our president? I'm happy with almost everything he's done. I got to tell you, I'm very happy with him. Archbishop of Canterbury warns of deceitful populist leaders in sermon. Traditional speech also denounced tyrants who enslave their own people. 
the most reverend Justin Welby said Jesus' power is seen in his humility. He also compared the nativity to Star Wars, Harry Potter, and the refugee crisis. So we know where his priorities are from the times of Israel. In Christmas homily, Dope Francis says, Bethlehem trek like today's global migrations. Yes, the Bethlehem trek. Dope Francis in Christmas Eve remarks Sunday, like in the journey of Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, to the migration of millions of people today who are forced to leave their homelands for a better life or just for survival. Now, does anybody remember from the Bible why Joseph and Mary went south? Census. It was taxes. They were legal people in the country, and they were being registered in their nation. The Lord set up the nations. Guess what? After the tribulation period, during the millennial reign of Christ, there will be nations on the earth. Go read it in the book of Zechariah, right? There will be... Isaiah as well. There will be nations. The Lord has set up the nations. This is absolute nonsense. It is unbiblical. It is ungodly. It's really terrible what's going on. He is a dope. Um, he's, and he expressed hope that no one will feel there is no room for them on this earth. Well, there's plenty of room where they came from. They have initiated this process. It wasn't. They, they're the ones behind it. Referring to the king of Judea, who was depicted as a tyrant in the New Testament, Francis continued saying some migrants are surviving the Herods of today, speaking probably of our president, who to impose their power and increase their wealth, see no problem in shedding innocent blood. The guy's just insane. He's absolutely crazy. From the pulpit and pen. Charismatics now using Christian tarot cards called destiny reading cards. Yes. Charismatics are engaging in what is essentially tarot card reading. They call it a reading and refer to the program as Christ alignment. They don't do predictions, but they will help empower your destiny rather than control it. Using these tarot cards, they do a reading about relations, jobs, and issues to help people make better decisions in the future. You know how you figure out what to do in your life? Read the devotional that I typed in 1 Timothy chapter uh, 4 today, and it will tell you exactly what you do. He's speaking about meats, eating foods, but he says everything by sanctified by prayer. And uh, let me get the um, Bible out. Oh, my Bible's missing. What happened to it? Anyway, uh, sanctified by prayer. And um, uh, anyway, let me uh, explain what he's saying is that if it is not contrary to the Bible, okay, then it by default is legal. It's something you can do. And so if you want to know, hey, I want to marry this lady. Should I do it? Is there anything in the Bible that says it's wrong to marry this lady? No. Well, then you sanctify it by prayer and you go forward. That's what you do. If something is against the Bible, you don't need to ask if I should be doing it because the Bible says don't do it. You never ask for something that is out of God's will. So anyway, there you go. That's... um. Uh, my take on that. And uh, as I said, Paul is speaking about the eating of meats. It's uh, sanctified by prayer. And anyway, um, I'm obviously not doing too well in the brain today. But um, uh, if I stop in the middle of this and I go over and grab the uh, garbage can, just I'll run in the back. Don't worry. But uh, (laughs) I I am really not doing so hot. Let's see here. Um, Where was I? I've got the Christian uh, tarot cards from Khamenei. Dot IR. This is um, the Khomeini, the guy that's in charge of Iran. He's got his own website. And um, you just go there, Khomeini.ir, and you can read all of the things that he posts every day. And I'm going to read this for a particular reason. 
he every year puts out a message about Jesus. And here's what he said this year. Jesus Christ spent all his life fighting oppression and corruption, Ayatollah Khamenei. I sincerely congratulate all Christians and Muslims around the globe on the birth anniversary of the Messiah. Now, by calling him the Messiah, that by default means that they should be acknowledging him as the Messiah. So it's a stupid thing for him to even say, but okay, Jesus as the great divine prophet of all believers, the value of Jesus Christ as through the eyes of Muslims is no less than his value to Christians, which is totally bogus. That's absolutely wrong. Who pay tribute to this prophet. It is expected that followers of Christ and all those who regard him of magnificence and high spirituality corresponding to his elevated position will follow his, meaning Jesus' path. Today, many of those who claim to follow Christ tread down a different path than the one Christ had embarked upon. Well, that's true in Christianity. It's true anybody that calls on Christ. Just because you say that, it doesn't mean that it's true. But the guidance of the prophet, Isa ibn Maryam, meaning Jesus, the son of Maryam, as is guidance towards God's worship and confronting Pharaohism and rebellion. Today, some of those who claim to follow this great divine messenger act like the very pharaohs and tyrants that Prophet Jesus Christ was up against. An important matter of our time is that of Palestine. With the great intifada in Palestine and Baitul, Muqaddas ongoing. Those who thought they could force the Palestinians to give up on reaching out for their absolute right by applying pressure and oppression were wrong. They were not able and will never be able to deviate Palestinians from continuing their efforts. By suppressing and intimidating, they might manage for a short period to force this generation into imposed and compulsory silence. However, the pleasant dream of the Zionists will, speaking of Israel, the Jewish people, will by no means come true, that they think they will be able to easily rule over the occupied Palestinian land forever, etc. It goes on and on, okay? I got so upset reading this because he invoked Jesus in several articles this week. I emailed the guy. Here's what I said to him. You must be kidding and citing Jesus in this way. The only source for who Jesus Christ is, is to be found in the Holy Bible, which after the Gospels recording his life and ministry, goes on to explain exactly why he came and what it means to humanity. If you believed in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, you would be a Christian, and you wouldn't be on your way to hell. One could disagree on the purpose of Israel in the world today and still be a Christian, but one cannot dismiss his ministry, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension, and be saved. By his own mouth, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. Unless you come to God through Christ, you ain't coming to God. He'll be coming after you. Best wishes if you stick it out with Islam. It will be a long, hot, and ouchy eternity for you. There you go. That's my email to the Khomeini from Islam Today. I entitled this Europistan from Mail Online. Government loses court fight to keep jihadi bride who fled to Syria to join ISIS out of Britain. What we have is the British government has a person that went to, down into Syria to fight with the jihadis, and she wants to come back to England. And here's their rationale for saying she has to come back. A 27-year-old born in North London had gone to Syria and married a jihadi. The Home Secretary removed her British citizenship after her arrest in Turkey. But the woman would become stateless 
if she lost her citizenship, a court found. Who cares? She's the one that revoked her citizenship in the first place. Mail online. Hundreds protest in Sweden after police told women to stay inside or walk in pairs after a series of violent gang rapes of teenage girls. So instead of getting rid of the problem, they just tell the girls they're not allowed to walk around alone anymore. It says three gang rapes in less than a month have taken place in Malmo, Sweden. This weekend, a 17-year-old girl was brutally gang raped in a playground. After the most recent rape, the police advised that women should not go out alone. Unbelievable. Breitbart. Exodus. Jews flee Paris suburbs over a rising tide of anti-Semitism. French Jewish families are being forced from their homes in Paris suburbs as Europe continues to be convulsed by levels of anti-Semitism not seen since the end of the Second World War. The Paris Commuter newspaper 20 Minutes documents an internal exodus during 2017 of Jews from the Saint-Saint-Denis department saying it is emblematic of broader concerns that French Jews like their brothers and sisters across Europe, are finding it increasingly difficult to reconcile their faith with the changing demographics of the continent. Mm-hmm. Poor Jews. Well, they're being called back to the land. It's happening in all different types of ways. Weasel zippers. German Jews told to hide Jewish symbols to avoid attacks by Muslim migrants. Not long ago, there was a report in a local Bochum radio station that went widely unnoted, but it was an alarming signal. According to the report, the Bochum Jewish community advises their members from now on to not wear the kippah or other Jewish symbols in public. The reason? There have been repeated attacks in the past when community members were identifiable as Jews on the street. In particular, Turkish and Arab migrants are responsible for the attacks the community announces. Unbelievable. They just keep bringing them in and they throw away the best of their society and they bring in the garbage heap of society. From Mongolia this week, talked about the alliance with um, Turkey and Mongolia a week or two ago. This relationship between these two countries goes way, way back. Listen to this. Archaeology. Ancient Turkish monument discovered in Mongolia. In eastern Mongolia, archaeologists have uncovered a mid-8th century tomb surrounded by 14 stone pillars. Turkic runes. Inscribed on the pillars indicate the deceased was a viceroy and high-ranking admin officer during the second Turkic quagonate. The researchers think the inscriptions in the monument will offer new information on power relationships between rulers in the region, as well as their religious ideals. And then from the International Business Times, a little addendum to that, the Turkic people, a collection of ethno-linguistic groups who speak Turkic languages, emerged in a region extending from Central Asia to Siberia in what is now mostly China. Today, they are spread across Central, Eastern, Northern, and Western Asia, as well as parts of Europe and North Africa. So there you go. The Turkish people are all over the place. I didn't know that until I read that. Daniel 12 Technology Today from the Tower. Israeli high school robotics team develops a 3D printable kit to make wheelchairs electronic. You got your standard wheelchair. They put something on there. It's a little motor and off you can go. A team of 30 teenage robotics enthusiasts in Ra'anana recently unveiled a 3D printed kit that transforms a standard $500 wheelchair into the equivalent of a $2,500 electric one with enhanced maneuverability and powerful braking. 
The add-on does not interfere with the chair's folding mechanism, and it is easily removed so it can be attached to rented wheelchair that must be returned in its original condition. Our idea was to release it on an open-source platform to nearly 7,000 FRC teams in the world who can become a hub for making these kits. In other words, they're giving away their technology. Yeah, imagine anybody else doing that. The design 3D printable programs and software are available for free online, so anyone can build it from scratch using tools, programs, and printers commonly available to FRC teams everywhere. Good job, Israel. Mail online. Checkmate humanity. In four hours, a robot taught itself chess, then beat a grand master. Yes, with moves never devised in the game's 1,500-year history, and the implications are terrifying. Alpha Zero surpassed years of human knowledge in just a few hours of chess. Wow, AI baby. And then from Mail Online, the robot that knows when you're lying. Okay, I can't see this coming out in uh, the U.S. anytime soon, but I can see China putting this in their courts. Yeah, that's right. It says, um, the robot that knows when you're lying, scientists create an AI that can detect deception in the courtroom, and it's already significantly better than humans. The system called DARE was trained by watching 15 videos of people in court. It was trained, recognized... um, Terrible English here. Mail online. It doesn't surprise me. It was trained, recognized five expressions that indicate someone is lying. These are frowning, raised eyebrows, lips turning up, lips protruded, and head tilt. In a final test, the system performed with 92% accuracy. The researchers described their performance as significantly better than humans. Checkmate again. again. Revelation plagues. BBC. California Thomas Fire becomes the largest in the state's history. The Thomas Fire has burned more than 1,000 square kilometers in an area greater than New York City, Brussels, and Paris combined. Most of the most of California's largest wildfires have been recorded this century. Scientists say that warming climate and the spread of buildings into wilderness areas have contributed. It has destroyed more than 1,000 buildings and claimed the life of one firefighter. Development is encroached into wilderness, contributing to the wildfires. That's the problem. It's that we're going out into the wilderness and building more houses out there. Seven of California's 10 largest fires on record have occurred since 2000. From Newsweek, what is snake fungal disease? It's serious. It's bad. It won't break my mom's heart at all, but some of you other people understand the importance of snakes. Um, although I don't have the affection for snakes I used to after putting out my right eye in Malaysia when I lived there. I had a king cobra. It was a spitting cobra put out my right eye, and I spent several days in the hospital. But uh, what is snake fungal disease? Understanding the potentially devastating fungus that could be a global threat. Biologists recently discovered that a fungal disease in snakes has the potential to infect any type of snake. Researchers have tested the infection on a variety of snakes. They observed that as early as 12 days after the infection, a snake can show symptoms of the fungus. It can infect the eyes, nose, mouth, throat, and lungs and cause blindness and difficulty breathing and eating. It can even cause pneumonia. As it spreads over the body, it usually stays right under the scales, causing strange swellings of fungus. 
However, sometimes it can penetrate the animal's body and cause a systemic fungal infection. While antifungal treatment exists, that treatment only has been known to work in some species. For untreated snakes, there is a 40% mortality rate. While snakes sometimes cure themselves by shedding their skin, shedding only takes place periodically, and sometimes they die before getting the chance. If SFD were spread without control, it would be devastating to the world's ecosystems. That's where the problem is and the people who depend on them. Snakes have a massive service for human beings. They eat rodents. They serve as food for other animals. This could pretty be pretty devastating, and they're important in the food web as middle-level predators. We can't afford to lose them as a whole. So, very interesting. Never heard of that until I read that article. Morality Today, EWN. The ANC's decision to fully decriminalize sex work welcomed the African National Congress. That's a South Africa. No more illegal prostitution for an entire nation. Women's rights organizations, of course, have welcomed the ANC decision to fully decriminalize sex work, saying that this will go a long way in protecting women from abuse and stigma. What it will do is it will cause pimps and that type of prostitution to go up significantly, and these people will be harmed more, not less. That's been proven. The decriminalization of sex work means the removal of criminal penalties for sex workers. In the last decade, organizations such as UN AIDS and the World Health Organization have called on countries around the world to decriminalize sex work in an effort to fight HIV AIDS. How is that going to take care of it? Absolutely crazy. And ensure that sex workers have proper access to health care. Well, I can see the last one, but the first one isn't going to do anything but make it worse. From Newsweek, Bermuda votes to ban gay marriage just six months after legalizing it. Good job, Bermuda. From LifeSite. Canada won't fund student summer jobs unless employers support abortion. The liberal government of Justin Trudeau will ban any employer from receiving summer grant jobs for students if the employer doesn't first sign an attestation that they agree with abortion and transgender rights. Conservative MP Brad Trost was first to publicly raise the alarm. That's wrong. That's discrimination. Well, when it comes to the left, there's no such thing as discrimination. You can be discriminated against all day by the left, and it doesn't matter. So Canadians are allowed to have different political beliefs than the government of the day and shouldn't have their funding be cut because they disagree with the government. The second problem with this is it automatically excludes all faith-based organizations that are traditional on their values of human life and sexual morality. That includes millions and millions of Canadians. Very bad. That guy, is he is a real poison up in that country. I hope somebody uh, votes him out very quickly. Or two walls. Two walls. Build two walls. Okay, let's see here. From Fox, the Trump administration reportedly prohibits CDC from using words like transgender and fetus. Analysts from the CDC were reportedly told that the Trump admin is prohibiting the agency from using seven words or phrases that include transgender and fetus. I have no problem with this at all. The Washington Post cited an analyst at the meeting in Atlanta reported that the ban is related to the 2019 budget that is given to Congress and CDC's partners. The report said that the forbidden words are vulnerable Entitlement, diversity, transgender, fetus, evidence-based, and science-based. 
The report said that analysts were, in some cases, given alternative wording for the phrases in the case of science-based and evidence-based. The analyst said a substitute phrase was CDC bases its recommendations on and then could not recall a previous time when words were banned from the budget documents. That's some liberals uh, comment on that due to ideology, he says. Well, let me tell you something. Budgets should not be set based on ideology. And that's all that we've seen for the past many, many long years is ideology has been put into the budgets and those things need to be taken out. We need to have a budget which is for the needs of the people. And there are very limited needs of the people in the U.S. Constitution. Everything else falls under states' rights. But the federal government is just bloated and disgusting. All right, and from Newsmax, Pentagon, tomorrow, Pentagon, U.S. military to accept transgender recruits on Monday because our president was overridden by one judge, right? It's disgusting. We need to get rid of these judges. From our other category, climate change forcing Santa to move to the South Pole, Canadian government says. Well, one is as real as the other, so it doesn't matter, does it? Right? No Santa, no climate change. Who cares? From Fox, California becomes sanctuary state as Governor Brown defies the Trump admin. The bill, approved by the state's legislature last month, bars police from asking people about immigration status or participating in federal immigration enforcement activities, in most cases starting tomorrow, January 1st. California is home to an estimated 2.3 million illegal immigrants. In a written statement, Brown stressed that the law would not prohibit federal immigration officials from doing their jobs and would allow sheriffs to grant federal agents access to jails. But he said it prevents the commandeering of local officials to do immigration work. These are uncertain times for undocumented Californians, stupid term, and their families. And this bill strikes a balance that will protect public safety while bringing a measure of comfort to those families who are now living in fear every day. Well, if they were legal, they wouldn't be living in fear. From Town Hall, Department of Justice releases new numbers. One in five federal prisoners are foreign-born, most illegal aliens. The Department of Justice has released a new quarterly numbers as required through an executive order signed by our president. We never had this before. Trump earlier this year detailing how many foreign-born individuals are currently incarcerated in the United States federal prison system. According to the numbers, one in five individuals were born outside of the United States, and a significant number are illegal aliens. The report does not include, listen to this, data on foreign-born or alien populations in state prisons and local jails, because state and local facilities do not routinely provide DHS or DOJ with comprehensive information about their inmates and detainees. So we have no idea what's going on in state prisons. The limitation is noteworthy because state and local facilities account for 90% of the total U.S. incarcerated population. Only 10% is the federal prison. And listen to this, that 10% illegal alien incarceration costs American taxpayers nearly $2 billion annually. And that's only for the federal numbers. So what's that? 90 out of uh, $2 billion, you're talking a whole heap of money. From Zero Hedge, uh, Baltimore murder rate surges again in 2017, now tied with Venezuela, highest in the world. Once again this year, the Brennan Center for Justice has analyzed 
violent crime stats from the 30 largest cities in America. Not surprisingly, this year's report is full of more bad news for the residents of cities like Baltimore and Chicago that have experienced devastating spikes in homicides over the past two years. Looking at homicides per capita in 2017, Baltimore is clearly the most dangerous large city in the United States with a murder rate that is more than four times the average of other large cities and some 40% higher than the second most dangerous city of Detroit. To put things in perspective, the murder rate in Baltimore is now exactly tied with Venezuela at 57.2 per 100,000 residents. Zero hedge. Leave it up to liberals. That's all you do. Just vote them in. You're going to have this. NFL co-hosts social justice training for college athletes. The NFL has partnered with Morehouse College to host a three-day workshop dedicated to teaching student-athletes strategies for effective advocacy. Don't they just teach them how to play football and leave it at that? The Advocacy and Sport Workshop, which will be held in February, vows to teach students how to develop and implement effective advocacy programs that positively impact society. Another left-wing thing, and our tax money really pays a lot of the NFL They are dying on the vine. We'll hope they just die away. The workshop comes on the heel of NFL's recent pledge to donate $89 million to social justice causes over the next seven years, a commitment that notably came in light of the protests against racial injustice seen by NFL players like Colin Pekernik and others. This historic workshop is aimed at training the next generation of athletes who wish to use sport as a powerful platform for advocacy. Stupid, said Troy Vincent, the executive vice president of football operations at the NFL. And just so you know, Morehouse College, where this is at, is all male. Not very socially just, if you ask me. Well, anyway, there you go. And then from the Baltimore Sun, Baltimore has now had 343 homicides in 2017. It sets the records for killing per capita. Read that article. We'll save that for next week. Good one. It's a good one. Um, we've got a less Rick here for you. The church shouldn't look like the world. God's people need heed all his word. To read omens and cards or to look to the stars is the devil's plan Amen. clearly unfurled. Good job, Les. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, irony of the week. And before I do that, I'll tell you that we have a very short Video from Sergio and Rhoda this week. It's only seven minutes long. It's the waterfall of David, something I didn't even know existed, and it is absolutely beautiful. It is astonishingly beautiful. So I hope that you'll take the seven minutes and watch that. It'll be linked below the um, uh, the video here and at the end of the video as well. And then for my irony of the week, Mail Online, Lawless by name. This guy's name is Lawless. A man named Derek Lawless is on the run after fleeing during robbery trial. But they did get him a couple days later, so good job. And such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida, to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. And um, where was that? I don't even remember where that was. Uh, somewhere in London. It's called Maidstone in Kent, Southeast London. We, uh, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.